Now at the other end, a drop pass to Claire. Oh my goodness! A glove saved by Hill! No way! No way! Panthers carried back in, and Aaron drop pass gathered ahead. Still on one. Stone with Stevenson. Stone stops, shoots, he scores! Devotion to destiny. Misfits to champions. The Vegas Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup in 2023. The first Stanley Cup championship in Golden Knights history comes in their sixth season. The Silver State is home to the greatest silver trophy in all of sports. Welcome to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Your source for all your information on your Stanley Cup champion, Vegas Golden Knights, with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, Chris Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... Woo! Party continues in Las Vegas. Well, what? I'm standing here for five minutes in front of you. What five minutes? Five minutes was in like, front of you. You show up like 30 seconds before we go and on the air. you can't even get the mic right. I wasn't even looking. I'm not even paying attention to you. Because you're reading tweets. Yes. That's what yeah, you're doing. Yes. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, that's 100% what tweets. I was doing. Absolutely. Uh, we got the parade going on on Saturday. 7 o'clock start over at Flamingo, and it's going to go all the way down the strip and then uh, finish up at uh, T-Mobile Arena with Toshiba Plaza hosting the rally and the speeches. So there's uh, lots of opportunity to get down there and celebrate with everybody and enjoy the emotion of the moment and a little bit more. Uh, th- there'll be some tales. There's always uh, some some fun that comes out of every parade and then the speeches. So uh, some stuff coming together. There's going to be r- certain uh, restrictions as far as what you can take to the parade, mm-hmm. what you can uh, pack with you, like no coolers. Okay. Uh, smaller bags. Yeah. Uh, that that's all from uh, uh, Metro. Yeah, uh, makes sense. The, the rules in along that side. So yeah. um, there's there's going to be some of those. So check uh, in and around uh, VegasWorldNights.com for uh, some of the rules and uh, things that you can uh, participate in or how you can participate. I would think the parade route is going to be awesome, but the speeches and the rally will be pretty cool too. Sure. Do you have a preference on where you would want to be? Oh, man, that's tough because I I feel like I want to be at the rally. I feel like I want to be in a in a concentrated area where you're going to see the team on stage, where you're going to get to hear some of those uh, some of those speeches, some of those uh, important moments, all of that stuff. So I feel like personally, that's where where I'd want to be. But some of the best stuff that we get from championship parades and rallies come along the parade route. So I, I don't think there's a, a wrong option there. I'm I'm on the route. In this really? case, okay. I'm on the route okay. because of the spectacle of a championship parade on Las Vegas Boulevard, mm-hmm. like right down the strip. Mm-hmm. Like th- that to me just oozes history. And with the neon and uh, going at night. So in this case, I would want to be on the route mm-hmm. to be able to to take that in. Chapman, where are you? Well, I definitely want to be where Ryan's at. Like, like I want to be near that stage. Thanks, buddy. I want to hear 
But oh, so you want to be in Toshiba Plaza? Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. I want to. I want to hear you the made speeches. That sound, you made it sound like you just want to be where Ryan's at. Well, I do. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I like being around Thank Ryan. You, you know, I, I enjoy. I enjoy Ryan's company Fun quite guy. a bit. So, I want to be where where the players are giving their speeches. Like I want. I want to witness that moment when someone gets up and they get in front of the microphone. And they maybe drop an f bomb or they say something crazy <laughs> or someone dances on the stage. Like I want it, like or you know, like like Barbashev giving the the deuces instead of the one. Like I want to witness that stuff. Like to me, that's that's the highlight of the parade. What do you mean the deuces? Well, the, the two Stanley Cups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah deuces. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know that was like well, it's an overwhelming it's thing. Two deuces. Yeah, yeah. it's great. He he he's I know, he's, but I, he's I, like, I didn't. No, it's, it's hip. It's I, hip. I, I don't yeah. I don't get the deuces. overwhelming on. part of it. It's but. It's cool. It's it's like it's well, it like a, it was a fantastic video. What, what fantastic. was awesome yeah. about that is Barbashev was on he, he was on his own planet there, which I love. Like I love that stuff, and to see Barbashev, <laughs> the only guy with the yeah. two fingers, right? Like Martinez could have done three, yeah. Quick could have done three, yeah. Petrangelo could have done deuces, but Barbashev's like, you know what? I'm going deuces because I've now doubled my Stanley Cup tally. For me, and I know we're getting off on a tangent here. For me, it was looking around, recognizing, then throwing the one up, and the. Uh, the look on his face was phenomenal. Just good stuff. That was great. There's been video after video that's come out yeah. from both on the ice. Uh, we've watched Quest for the Cup, uh, the the journey along, and some of that behind-the-scenes footage is going to start seeping into the mainstream. And then you've got the locker room footage mm. uh, that uh, that Social was able to, to capture from the guys celebrating in there. Mm. And that's some of the, the real cool special part of this journey that the fans are still living in but those players in the immediacy where in that room it's it's them mm -hmm. it's it's their group the coaches are in the coach's office and the players are in the room and they're having their time together immediately after before family before friends uh be, before uh more media get in there it was just them yeah, it's it's going to be really fun, and and it has been really fun in the forty eight hours or so since the Stan the the Vegas Golden Knights won the Stanley Cup to to just consume as much of that um, as much as much of that media as we as we possibly can. The more stuff that comes out, the more videos you see, the more interactions you see, the the more you get to kind of relive that moment, and that's pretty awesome. Well, I think you know a, a bit of the video, and and the thing is, the video will never do justice the job that Mark Stone did mm. on the ice. Now, I've, I've been on the ice twice when a team's won the Cup. First year, it was a little little overwhelming. This time, it was a lot more celebratory and a lot more fun. Why was but the first time overwhelming? Because I had never been around anything like that oh, before. never done it before. Never yeah. done it. And, and the wrong team won, right? Like, I don't, I don't mean, like, the Capitals didn't deserve to win. I mean, from my perspective, being a Vegas guy, it, it wasn't quite the same. But Mark Stone went out of his way to make sure that every player, every staff member, everybody associated with the team not only had their moment with the cup, but that their families had their moment with the cup. Like to see the way he went over to Chandler Stevenson and put the cup down on the ice and Stevenson's there with his wife and their young child. And he's like, hey, put him in the cup. Give, give, let's, let's get a picture of him in the cup. I know I saw the William Carlson one. It was all over like ESPN and, and Sportsnet, but like you, you, you don't see that in the videos of, of just how cool Mark Stone was in that moment to make sure that everybody had their opportunity 
to, to have a memory that's going to last mm-hmm. them the rest of their lives. Winning at home is different than winning it on the road because of the euphoria and the excitement in the arena. When road teams win it, it's it's awkward because you can hear everything in the rink. Mm-hmm. There's there's nothing that that stops different players from hooting and hollering and hearing them from the from the other end. This was uh, a whole lot more natural as the the people stayed. John Shannon talked about it yesterday, how long people stayed inside the rink. Uh, I liked when the players did the handoffs, the initial presentation, and then they went through the team, and every player got to touch it. And then they took it down to the other end, where people had been hanging out for more than an hour at that mm-hmm. point, uh, and let the where the, the Golden Knights would n- normally shoot uh, on the visitor's end, they, they went down there and shared it with that end of the rink and got let them see up close. The, it then went to the hash marks in the visitor's end, and there was a series of family pictures along that side where players and brothers and sisters, moms, dads, aunts and uncles, everybody got it. And then it went back over to the sign the Stanley Cup champion sign, mm-hmm. and there was a there was another photo shoot there before it ever got into the room. I want to say it was ninety minutes mm-hmm. from presentation to getting in the room, and and most of the players had already gone into the room before Mark Stone uh, was able to uh, make sure that everybody had had their their chance with it. I think I was the last one to hoist it before it went into the room. Hmm. Uh, I just got it in there. But the it was 90 minutes. The players were already in the room uh, involved in the celebration. Then when he walked in, it was pandemonium. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Now, I saw you. You have your moment. I saw you lift it. I saw you kiss it twice. Uh, did you get a picture in front of the sign? No. Nope. No. Nope. Was your family al- allowed to be down on the ice with you? No. Nope. Okay. Not that I know of. Well, if, if they if were, they, they, if, they were probably avoiding you. If, but if, if they were down there, I didn't see them. Okay. Uh, no, no, they weren't. Uh, they weren't uh, allowed in there. Uh, but uh, it was. Uh, it was different. It was. It was fun. Uh, it was emotional for some of these guys. Like really emotional to finally uh, let loose. Nick Hag is a young guy. Career in front of him, by and large part. He was emotional uh, about it when he when he saw his mom and dad. And was able to to give them a big hug. I got to I got to talk to Paul Cotter, one of the first people I saw when I went on the ice. And first of all, he almost broke my hand when he gave me a high five, and then he gave me a bear hug, which was pretty pretty wild. But like to see him down there with his mom and and his dad, and the the coolest aspect was he went out of his way to tell me how great his brother was and what a great player his brother's going to be. And it's like in that moment. Like you're Paul Cotter, you're like Nick Hague, a really young guy, and your name's going on the cup. And the first thing you think of to tell people is how awesome your family is. Like, I don't think you grasp how much the families mean to these players until you actually talk to them. And you they, they, they let you know, like, just how important family is in this sport. And I know, Ryan, you played, and I know how important your mom was. And, you know, like... Brett Howden's heroes is his brother. Yeah, mm-hmm. like like... It, it, it's super cool. Like I saw Chandler Stevenson's brother, and he look—he's like a spitting image of Chandler, Chandler Stevenson's hero is his brother. Yeah, and he, he, they 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 literally look like twins. Like like they look exactly the same. 
Like it, it was just such a cool experience to be down there with these guys and to see the way that they were celebrating with their families. And, you know, I got to watch William Carlson and his dad embrace. And it, 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 it just, it's something I will never forget, like experiencing that. And, and, you know, it was hard for me to not be emotional. One of the coolest connections was the McCrimmon family. And Mickey uh, and uh, Chelsea were there, uh, Kelly's son and daughter. They were there. And Terry, Kelly's wife, was there. And Liam was there. Liam McCrimmon. Liam McCrimmon is Kelly and Terry's nephew. Mm -hmm. And he's the son of Brad McCrimmon, uh, who's Stanley Cup champion, 1989, Calgary Flames, uh, who tragically passed away in the uh, accident uh, in the KHL. But Liam was there, and the emotion on on his face and his voice and uh, his uh, aura around that, knowing that his uncle was now joining, and and his uncle and his cousin, because Mickey gets his name in the cup too, uh, as a scout uh, for the for the Vegas Golden Knights, that there was going to be another McCrimmon added to that, along with his dad, was was. Deeply, uh, deeply emotional, uh, having been able to to chat with uh, with some of my Brandon friends uh, before we we got in the ice was uh, was really uh, neat because I, I didn't I didn't know Liam was coming and to be able to see him there was like wow that was really cool. I, I, I that's you're you're right on the money. It's 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 all perspective in, in those moments. I think when you're when you're around and it, the the ultimate peak the pinnacle of what you can do in this in this career this profession this sport this job and to be able to share it with your family share it with the people that that got you there and and you know the the understanding of of what that means for for Kelly but but what it also means for for Liam and and the, the, their entire family it's it's amazing and and during that whole celebration and then the f- family and team reception afterwards and then the night out and then yesterday and last night, the night out, you don't have a chance to breathe. Mm-hmm. Like they, they haven't had to uh, been able to grasp a couple of moments to just step back and really take that in. They, there's the emotion and looking around and being able to talk about the atmosphere in the rink or being arm in arm with your mom and dad. That's in the moment. I can't imagine that the emotion that's going to flow out of mm-hmm. a lot of these men when it's granted the opportunity to just sit back and really go, we did that, mm-hmm. or reflect on the last two months, or reflect on the last year, two years, and the and the and the, the battles and the different challenges that some of these guys, uh, whether it's Jack or Mark or. Alec uh, uh, Martinez and health-wise overcoming some of those, uh, what what that's going to be like. Because right now and through Saturday night, it's it's strictly going on adrenaline and uh, uh, just fun. Mm-hmm. Th- yeah. That's basically, and, and just, it's a, uh, just a continuous escalator of going up 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 because the every every experience seems to go up that we've that we've heard about for the last couple of days and and topping out with uh, with the first ever parade uh, on on the strip is is just going to be surreal and then at around Sunday or Monday it's going to hit them yeah 
they're going to be exhausted, but yeah. it's going to hit them that they they did this. Yeah, it's it that's that's going to be the the most intriguing part about it, and and that's for that's for the players, right? Like that's for them. That's for their ability to kind of compartmentalize what this season meant to them, what the postseason meant to them, what it means to be a Stanley Cup champion. That's where I, I think the reflection essentially starts. And you know, for a lot of these guys, I, I think that. You know, you, you you hear it every year when the Stanley Cup is awarded. It's hard to put into words what any of this means. You know you've accomplished something. You know you've gotten to your ultimate goal. But on a personal level, what it actually means to you, that comes later, and, and that's for the guys. There's part of them, too, where you you don't grant yourself the opportunity or you hold yourself back significantly of thinking about what it's going to be like. Mm-hmm. You're hopeful. You watch other people celebrate. You want to be part of that. Right. But there's the, whether it's superstition or guarding against disappointment or whatever uh, defense mechanism is there, but you, you stop yourself from really going there. Mm-hmm. And then when it happens, you're almost in shock. Sure, yeah. Because you've, you've, you've protected yourself so much and then during the last two months, you've you've done everything you can to stay grounded in that exact moment that you can't even put into words what that moment of finishing the job mm-hmm. feels like. You spend so much time avoiding what that's going to be, right? Like, as you mentioned, you're, you're trying to live in the moment. You're trying to take it on a day-by-day, game-by-game basis. Of course you want to win, and of course you you hope that you get to that point, but you spend so much time not getting too far ahead of yourself that all of a sudden you're in it. And and that can be, as as you've talked about, it can be overwhelming. It could be hard to find the words to express exactly what that means. But, you know, for the Golden Knights, for the players, once once everything settles down, that's when you really get to allow time to reflect on what they were able to accomplish this year. A couple of visuals that, that jump out from clinching night is the euphoria of Mark Stone scoring that first goal. Mm-hmm. The emotion of scoring the ninth goal. <laughs> and since when does a ninth goal ever matter? It didn't in this case, <laughs> but it did because of who it was and the hat trick mm-hmm. and being able to, to put that home. Uh, then you've got that picture. And it wasn't the team picture with the cup. It was that picture from above the net mm-hmm. when the players came over the boards and celebrated. And Jonathan Marshall looking up. And <laughs> everybody's involved in that. you got taxi squad guys. You've got scratches. You've got uh, 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 the players. And it's just the players. And they're, they're all in this tightly bound group. It's one of the greatest Stanley Cup celebratory pictures mm-hmm. I've ever seen. Yeah. And I, I don't know whether that was it, – it wasn't planned Mm-mm. that they were going to end up that way. It, it looked like it was the, the goal camera uh, from, from above that, that was taking the picture. I don't know whether that was the, the case or not. But to, to have whoever was working that camera or remotely taking the pictures of, 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 on that uh, apparatus, that was Brilliant. That if I was a player, mm-hmm. that's the picture I would want as much as that team picture with the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I, I think it was 
the absolute perfect picture to encapsulate this team this year, right? We, we've heard about and we've seen with our own eyes how close-knit this group is, how much they love playing with one another, how deep the bond is. And when you get a still image in the middle of euphoria that specifically shows you that bond, it's amazing. Well, I think you, you kind of nailed it with how close-knit this team is, right? Like, you've got players naming their children after players on this team. So that if that doesn't send a message with how close-knit this group is, and I think it starts with, with the misfits, with how close they are, and I think it, it, it just kind of grows from there. But, I mean, that picture, it, you, you couldn't have... It's it's going to sound cliche, but I don't think Picasso could have painted a better picture of of, of a team celebrating the Stanley Cup championship or the Stanley Cup final win. There's a couple of things I appreciate about what occurred this week. One of the things at the very top is that all the guys that are still with the organization from year number one mm-hmm. were able to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't a case, and it could have easily happened where somebody. Strains a knee or shoulder problem or, hey, McNabb battled mm-hmm. mid-body injury mm-hmm. early in the playoffs. Yep. There's, it, it's easy that one of those players got banged up and wasn't going to be able to play in the Stanley Cup clinching game mm-hmm. to, to cap off something that they started. That is, is one of the most appreciative things that, that fate and the hockey gods provided. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, obviously, you know, you go back to two months ago with with Will Carrier. We weren't mm-hmm. certain that Will Carrier was going to be able to play, let alone be the player that that he was in the postseason. And he was one of those guys that had just a phenomenal year, and you wanted him to be a part of it. And you know, I think you're you're right on the money. The fact that the Golden Knights were were healthy throughout the majority of the postseason, or as healthy as you can be, and that there wasn't anything that happened along the way that prevented. You know, Jonathan Marcheseau, Riley Smith, William Carlson, Shea Theodore, Braden McNabb, Will Carrier from being in that moment in that game was huge. So they played 22 games. Mm-hmm. 21 of them, they were able to dress the same blue line. Yeah. That's staggering. It's unreal. Only one time. Was there a change on that blue line? Winnipeg series, right? Game five against Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Shea was it, Theodore was sick, and Braden McNabb was was banged up. They, now they the all played. They they got in, yeah, and Hutton. Mm-hmm. Yep. They got the break after that. Ravery regroup. Shea feels better, mm-hmm. and and McNabb is able to get treatment and and some opportunity to to heal what was ailing him. But twenty two games. They dressed the same defensive unit in twenty-one of them. That's, that that is that's payback for last year, <laughs> payback for this year. I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but given the experience from a season ago, where they couldn't go two games mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with the same defensive group, right? Because somebody was always coming in or going out, mm-hmm. and most times it was going out. The midway point of this year, like Shea Theodore uh, missed a couple of stretches, mm-hmm. but one was the longest he's ever, ever missed uh, uh, out of the lineup. And you had 
uh, uh, Ben Hutton as as your seventh guy able to work his his way in. But there is there is uh, Alex Petrangelo missed a, a stretch taking care of of his family. There was there was significant gaps in the lineup without your your top six. Mm-hmm. But when it came time for the playoffs, they were had such a, an amazing good fortune of staying healthy with that group. Timing matters. Like timing is everything in in life in certain situations and circumstances and for the Golden Knights like they had some injury issues that they battled through in this season too. We're talking about a team that went five goalies deep at one point during this this season. We're also talking about a team that had to that went to Aiden Hill as the second option in goal after an injury to Lauren Brossois in the middle of round number two. But the simple fact is, we've talked about it from the beginning of this year. When the Golden Knights have had their top six D in the lineup, they are elite, elite, elite Boston Bruins level in the regular season. From a wins perspective, they just don't lose with that six in the lineup. They just don't. But you you don't get that stretch. Like you're going to go through ebbs with your health in in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's the hardest time of the year, and it's the most uh, comprehensive as far as going every second day. And and they only had to change that back end in one game. Now two players, but in one game, and they were great in that game mm-hmm. uh, against the, the the Winnipeg Jets. That part just shows to me how fine of a line it can really be mm-hmm. as far as health in the Stanley Cup playoffs. You, and there's nothing, Ryan, that you can do about it. No, I know. Yeah. Sometimes you just, guys get banged up. They take a shot or they, they get hit in a bad spot and you're not able to go. The hockey gods or karma, whatever sure. it is, yeah. was, was on their side. I, I think that, yeah, 100%. I, I mean, again, you you look at what happened to their season the year prior and the injuries that they had to deal with. You look at some of the things they, they dealt with in the regular season, to, though not to the same degree, still injuries hanging around this team. They got healthy, and they stayed that way. And, and I don't know how they did. I don't know why they were able to do it. I, I can you know lend a, a theory in the fact that they were able to close out Round number one in five games. They 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 never went to a game seven in all four of their series. They were ahead in most of their series in all of their series outside of the, the Winnipeg series. Um, I, I think that this team took advantage of when they closed out teams and how they closed teams out. But there's there's no real substitute for the good fortune that they had not getting injured. And you know how many times up front, Bruce Cassidy was told. This guy can't go. Not zero. No. That's even more shocking that you can. He made some lineup changes along the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bluger, Kessel, Amadio, yep. working their way around, but not once was he forced to make a change because somebody couldn't go. Yeah, that is historical mm-hmm. as far as having that availability. Yes, yeah, absolutely. It's it's a it's a part of the story. No, in, in net, in net he, he had maybe that makes up for 
the stress in, in goal mm-hmm. of Logan being out, Aiden being out, and Lauren Bressois starting, mm-hmm. and he was great down the stretch, yep. earning earning that playoff start, and then being out. And then you got to make a decision, Aiden mm-hmm. or Jonathan Quick. Mm-hmm. You go with Aiden Hill over a Smythe Trophy winner. That could cause problems. Yep. Now they were they were very confident yep. and and really, if Aiden's healthy, they they there's there's not much of a decision there based on the body of work this year and knowing the system and everything that goes into work. But you got to make sure that 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 Aiden's healthy. Mm-hmm. He worked his tail off yeah. when he got hurt the second time. Mm-hmm. To make sure he got back, I wasn't sure that we were going to see him again. Sure, I know I knew that he was skating, mm-hmm. but I wasn't. I didn't know how much it was skating to skate, or how much it was skating to be there in case he was needed. Mm-hmm. And it was skating to be there when he was he was needed, and he was able to to step in. The, that was uh, a, a grind, and where the blue line wasn't, and the forward was non-existent. But it uh, it was it was great. And and don't get me wrong, Quick didn't play, but having Quick there, mm-hmm. not not as much, and it it means something to be able to lean on him. Mm-hmm. And this isn't a knock on Yuri Patera, who. I think is big body and great and, and has a, has a future over him. But going through a playoff run after losing so many goalies and having Jonathan quick as your backup, as opposed to somebody who's just played their first ever sta- uh, NHL game, mm-hmm. never mind, uh, Patera hasn't even got there yet. That makes a big difference mentally. Around. And I credit management for making that trade when they did. Mm-hmm. They didn't need to at the t- at the trade deadline. It was for the ultimate insurance, and it almost got there. And I think it was a nice uh, buffer back there for guys to know, okay, if this continues, and there's no reason why it's not going to continue with the sure. uh, fragility of the goaltenders, we still got a two-time Stanley Cup champion <laughs> well, over there. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you, like if you have to pull the cord, yeah, you've got Jonathan Quick, right? Like. That's that's the ultimate, especially with what he's been able to do throughout his career in the postseason. And then you add to that what he's been able to do throughout his career in the postseason, the wealth of knowledge that he can impart, the the ability to talk through certain situations, to to give advice to Lauren Brossois, to give advice to Aiden Hill, to to lean on in certain situations where maybe you 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 know, you didn't play as well as you wanted to, or how do you deal with the emotions of a potential closeout game for the Stanley cup? Like those are all things where outside of the fact that you had him to rely on in game, he was providing all of that knowledge and all of that wisdom outside of the games. Never mind If, if the players don't perform the way they did. Yeah. Bersuad had never started a playoff game mm-hmm. before this year. Right. There's no guarantee that, the stage doesn't get too big for you. Mm-hmm. He was great, yeah. and he would have continued, uh, if not for the health. Aiden Hill, how many playoff games had had he started before this year? Zero. Yep. 
there's no guarantee that he's going to health mm-hmm. or performance be able to answer that bell. Right. It was great insurance uh, yeah, on the back end. Real quick, I think there was another game where they did address. Real quick? Yes. The game Petrangelo was Petro. suspended. Oh, game yeah. five. But not coach's decision. Right, right, right. Yeah. 20, coaches, out of, yeah. 20 out of 22 were they. So not coach's decision. So Correct. The, the, yeah. it, it was incredibly healthy yeah. on that, that. Yeah, that back wasn't end. a health thing. Who that was just you? a. Yeah. Uh, let me see his name. It's uh, you were going to pretend Bobby that J. you no 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 you no, weren't no. going to pretend that you had no, that. No, it's it's Bobby J. Yeah, Bobby J. So uh, props to Rob Lee John. That's that's his. Uh, so you two games out of twenty two. That's incredible. It's it, 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 like regardless, it's still incredible. Yeah. I love that suspension. It was oh, so worth we're going to take a break. Uh, when we continue, uh, more Stanley Cup uh, playoff memories from the Vegas Golden Knights, and we'll continue to tee up uh, what's going to happen on Saturday and give you a little bit of a sneak peek into something you're going to hear tomorrow from Bruce Cassidy. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Now back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your destination for all the happenings on your Stanley Cup champions, the Vegas Golden Knights. Any type of journey like this, heroes are made. Legends are created. You know a guy that uh, came out of nowhere and became a name for himself and everybody knows now that maybe, well, I know nobody was talking about at the start of the the playoffs. Hmm. J.W. Aiken. (laughs) Like, there's a guy. If that happens in game 15... It's cool, and we talk about it on the post-game show, and we talk about it in the next pre-game show. Yep. And it becomes a great story for four days. Sure. But J-Dub and, and what he did in the Stanley Cup final, Vegas Golden Knights equipment manager, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, works great with, with Critter and uh, and Patty Maynard. He grabbed that stick off the bench that when Mark Stone broke it, and got it to Stone, and it ends up being a setup for Brett Howden's goal. Mm-hmm. And what the NHL was able to do with the footage of that and sync it with the play and then the the bench shot of J-Dub having his hand on the stick, realizing it, getting it to Stone, and then running back to his position in case another stick broke and scoring and tying it all together was after the the goal and the right of the high fives along the bench stoney coming back and giving him the high the the legitimate high five like mm. great job there's a legend that was <laughs> created and i would love you i don't know how often you guys get to talk to j-dub but he is one of the funniest people mm. in that room okay he can carve you <laughs> in fact if he's not carving you he probably doesn't like you That's or he's not talking to you. Good to, good to know. Yeah. He is, and I tell him all the time, we got to do a, a radio show together. And he says it'll it'll last one show, mm-hmm. and then we'll be fired. I bumped into him. He on is a- awesome, awesome. And if he doesn't speak at the rally on Saturday, I'll be shocked. <laughs> got to happen. If that, yeah. That's a guy where... You're you're thinking about who could have some of the best speeches or one of those mic drop moments. It might be equipment manager 
J.W. Aiken. Well, now now you've really sold me on wanting to be a Toshiba Plaza. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So I bumped into him at a golf course a couple years ago. He's he's. You play golf? No, no. I we. Why we, were you there? We had the, we used to have a station promotion. Yeah, we did. And it was a good time. <laughs> and J. Dub and some of his friends were out there, and they they were playing, and and he recognized me. I didn't see him at first, and he's he's like, "Hey, what's up, man? This was like maybe after year one or two. Okay. I think it's the last time we we did it, but." Like I've been friendly with him and 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 Patty, me and Patty are always talking about food. Sure. And and Critter's just a super cool guy, very friendly, very outgoing. Patty Mano and Johnny Mayo, uh, Mano is uh, Patty's twin brother. He's also on the staff. So there's uh, there's I didn't a know lot he of had cool. A... Yeah, Patty and Johnny, in the equipment staff. Yeah. Are twins. Really? Yes. I didn't know there that. There you go. I I didn't even know he had a brother. Johnny's was with the Henderson Silver Knights for half this year, but he's been with Vegas. He was filling in uh, down there. They had uh, just take, taking care of some staffing issues, but he he was up for the the whole thing. But yeah, big big golfers. Big. I'm not surprised to see JW out of the golf course. Yeah, Patty Patty is a food guy. Mm-hmm. Like he tells me, him and his wife, they are always looking for great places to eat in Vegas. So, so you should know. I'm, I'm talking to Chapman, but everybody's eavesdropping right now, okay? So, so Chapman. <laughs> okay. You dress interesting. I try. Yeah. Is that How would you're, you describe that? You're unapologetically yourself. Yes. Yep. I don't how apologize I, to anyone. How would yep. you describe Chapman's attire on a day-to-day basis, he's, whether he's covering the team or not? He's eccentric. Okay. That's what I'd say. Noticeable, right? E- eccentric. Unique, yeah. yeah. By the way, my wife not, got not, on me. Uh, not milk toast. My wife got on me. A, a few weeks ago, we talked about how I was dressed at media day. You gave me a hard time for wearing swim trunks. You were on the beach. My wife My wife was like, I walked in. She's like, did you wear that today? I'm like, yeah. She's like, Hawaii. And she didn't know where you were. No, It was no. just that you wore it. She didn't know you were at no. media day for the Stanley Cup final. I shirt and. And soon I said, it's not a bathing suit. It's shorts. It's board shorts. It She's, looked like a bathing suit. It does look like a bathing suit. She's like, I can't believe you wore that in public. She's like, where did you go? I was like, I told her, I said, we had media day. She's like, you wore that to NHL media day for the Stanley Cup. I'm like, yeah. I, again, unapologetically <laughs> yourself. Eccentric. Not milk toast. So uh, let's bring it back to, to JW. Yes. Superstar now to the hockey world. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows him. After getting the stick to to Mark Stone, never mind all the other sticks that that they, he he helps out uh, with and getting them, make sure the right uh, stick to the right player instead of wrong curve to the wrong player. He is a guy that I will tell you right now, Chapman. Just you and I talking, okay? He notices everything and everybody. <laughs> so I sit back, especially in the final when when the room is so crowded. And I'll wait to go talk to my people bef- after things kind of clear out. So I'll just, I'll find, find uh, J-Dub and we'll, uh, we'll start talking about people. Like, look at that. <laughs> look at those shoes. <laughs> look at that. And it's partly spurred by me. Mm-hmm. Go figure. I don't have to poke the bear too much to get a reaction. And I'm some people, we, like we poking the bear, we, we nudge talk, him in the right direction. We, we talk about people who are dressed fantastic, and then we talk about people who are at the other end of the scale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Chapman, <laughs> just know that that 
occurs. And it's not just hey, the Stanley you know Cup final. I, I am right? perfectly fine with that. And I'm not saying you were a topic of our discussion. No, That's no. exactly what you're That's saying. That's exactly, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not telling you that you're not your name came it. up. Yep. Yes. But he knows your who nick- you are. Your nickname oh, yeah. came up. Well, yeah he, yeah. he knows who I am. He follows me on Twitter. He, he knows who you are. Yeah. yeah. And I would be... I just wouldn't be doing my job as an. Uh, I'm, as I'm, a work I'm getting nervous you. with what you're going to tell me. No, here. I just wouldn't be <laughs> no, doing no, no, my I, job as a work acquaintance of yours this, to tell you that people see it. Oh, that's good. He's he's the the entire reason for this story is for you to understand. Yeah. That people talk about how you dress. So the, the not the, just you. The no, obvious no, no, question. There's, there's no, good no, and there's bad. Now, yes. Not just you. That, no, that I don't you, care about anyone else. You, I get, have, I get you have been a you have been a topic of yeah. discussion. So so I want to know now. The obvious question is: Is he a fan or is he not a fan? I I think that the, you you could be honest with me. You're not I think hurt my I think feelings. allowing the understanding that there's good and bad. Yeah. Should probably lead you in one direction. Well, what direction is that? There's people. No, 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 no. I've been around who follow the 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 hockey world or the thing, and they'll wear say the same shoes every day. No, I don't do that. And or the same <clears throat> slacks every day. No, nope, I don't do slacks, that either. Not jeans. Not it could be anything. Minimal, minimalism. Or, yeah. yeah, good. So we people do pick up on that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so it's not just eccentricity that uh, that we're focused on with you. There's yes. other stuff. It's like any any workplace. Best by the but way, just, best dressed guy in the media, Brian Salmon from Channel Three. Yeah, well, like he Willie is Willie Ramirez. I'm, Come I'm, on, buddy, Brian. Brian, his suit game is it's really good. It's really by the way. Best I'm actually, suit. I'm actually going to have Willie help me out over the summer. Really, going to buy a, a suit? Oh yeah, yeah. Sure. So, 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 but you can't. You got to have more than one suit. No, no, no. I know. I, I'm. I didn't say I was going to only do. He's one got suit. a guy. What I'm saying by is, the way. I, I assume that he does. Yeah, we've already had. Countless discussions about it. See now, I, yeah. I'm I'm putting it out there. If I'm I had... not a fan of that of of, of Willie's, really, it's, it's too much. Oh come on, it's too too. Where over else am the I going? Where else am I going to find a flannel suit? My guy Gary Franzen can easily take care of you. Hmm. I I have always wanted a Stuart Christie suit, and if you don't know who that is, it's it's a guy in Scotland. No clue. They are they're they're phenomenal. Stuart Christie. But oh, I'm going to look that I, up. You, in the you break. still haven't told me. Is JW a fan or no? Chapman, come on, buddy. Read the room. He's a fan. Take a break. He's a when fan. When we come back, ah! we'll set up hour number two of the VGK Insider show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. I want to know from these guys who else made a name for themselves in these playoffs that bumped their stock up through the lineup and uh, was on the front and center of this playoff run. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. We'll put pressure on you just to name one. You can go a package. Three. Guys that uh, really stole thunder and jumped into the uh, front and center of the viewing audience of the playoff picture during this Stanley Cup playoff journey this year from the Vegas Golden Knights. J-Dub, that's my pick, one and only. I took him first. I'm part of the draft. I create the rules. You guys can't take him. I want to know from you guys in hour number two, 
who were playoff heroes, maybe unexpected playoff heroes through the course of this uh, Vegas Golden Knights championship. It's, All right. It's on you guys to come up with something big. Okay. The other part is, can anybody tell me who was wearing the night helmet in the dressing room during the celebration? Have you seen some of the video oh, of it? That, that I, guy I is a legend. I don't know who it is. I which player, it. I which player has the night helmet on during the course of the celebration? It's when they show the you can really see it good when Stone is doing the Elvis, he's retiring the Elvis glasses. Okay. All right. I don't, I don't I've think seen I've, it in a couple of other videos yeah. too. I don't think I've seen that video yet. So oh. I'm gonna scour that. Yes. You know Lee the Lee the, the yeah. Golden Knight? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether it's Lee's helmet. No, I don't think it was. It, it seemed like it was a bit bigger. There's a secondary helmet? It seems like it, yes. Huh. You you can tell the size? Yeah, I get, you, it looks different. It looks different. Amazing so. eyesight he has. Yeah. <laughs> like a rabbit. Who was wearing the night helmet during the dressing room celebration? Hour number two of the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas is coming up.